it's time to scale your business for freedom for you and amazing client results. Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm Ellie, ex-corporate marketer turned CEO, seven-figure business coach and mastermind mentor for coaches, creatives and consultants like you. I know you're committed to scaling your business and creating the time and financial freedom you most want, while also being the best in your industry with a reputation to match. I've coached over 1,000 women to make six, multi-six and seven figures using my signature Swift marketing method. And in this podcast, I'll teach you the strategy, marketing and mindset to help you do the same. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to part three of my fertility story. The tone of this episode is much lighter than the last two episodes. Uh, if you're coming into this feeling like, oh, I don't know if I can listen to you know that many tears again today, I would hazard a guess that there won't be any in this episode. It is a very, very different episode. This is, you know, me now sharing with you my first trimester celebrations and what it means for me in 2024, what it means for business. So what it means for me, what it means for you and what everything's going to look like for 2024. So I am super excited to share this episode with you. So obviously at this point, you know, I am now pregnant. I'm recording this episode at 12 weeks and it's going to be released when I'm 14 weeks pregnant. So I kind of struggled with the order of these episodes. Initially, I was like, I'll do the celebration first, but it just, it just didn't seem like I could really like fully share the depths of celebration and excitement without also sharing the depths of the journey and like the pain and the hardships that we've been through. Like you really get to see the the polarity at this point. So like I said, the tone of this episode is very different. I'm, I'm back to my happy, optimistic, usual, positive, excited self. And I'm going to take you through now the first trimester, you know, my experience of being in the first trimester so far, you know, the celebrations that we've experienced so far, and then future pace us into 2024 and talk a little bit about what it all means for business next year, what's coming in the business next year. Oh my gosh, I don't remember the last time I felt this excited about business and life. And that's kind of the the weird thing about this is that I know for many people, pregnancy is almost like a slowdown and a season where things are slowing down for them. But I've just had this very hard couple of years where everything has felt like it's had a dark cloud over it. And it just feels to me like life opens up next year. Everything gets to feel fun and exciting again. And there's a a whole other level of connection to the business because I actually feel like I get to share with you like my truth and my whole life, which I can't wait to do. So excited to share more lifestyle content and really bring you behind the scenes. And, you know, I share, I've shared like, oh, I haven't been able to do that. Obviously that's something that has been my choice. I prefer to share from the scar rather than the wound. And it's been a a personal choice for me to 
to share this journey post navigating the journey. And because it was so challenging for me, I honestly just really needed that piece to navigate it separately to business. And that, that was obviously my decision, what felt really good for me. And now that I'm sharing it, it also just feels really good to be able to be really, really, really transparent. As you will know, if you've listened to parts one and two about the process. So let's talk a little bit about first trimester first, and and then I'll dive into to business things second. So I left off the last episode with me sharing that, you know, I'd taken the test, I'd shared it with Che. I also then shared it with a couple of girlfriends who had, had been those girlfriends that I spoke about who had ridden that whole wave with me. So I told two girlfriends within that first 24 hours, but Che and I made the decision that we really didn't want to share it with family or, or wider until after our first eight week scan. So we kept it really, really, really quiet. You know, we basically found out because I took a test so early, we basically found out about three and a half weeks pregnant. And I was still under a week away from getting my blood test, which you get at your fertility clinic. So I was just, you know, I kept taking daily pregnancy tests and I could see my HCG levels kept increasing, which is obviously such a positive sign. And it was interesting that week because that particular week pre the blood test, I didn't feel super anxious because I, I just knew that I was pregnant. So obviously, you know, you can be taking those pregnancy tests and it could be that you have a chemical pregnancy or you could have, you know, obviously an ectopic pregnancy or it could be a, a pregnancy that isn't necessarily viable, but still show a positive pregnancy test. And I didn't feel concerned about that. Intuitively, I felt our baby is here. But for me, it was after we'd had that initial pregnancy test, the weeks between weeks four and our scan were some of the hardest, hardest weeks. I had so much anxiety around losing that baby miscarrying. I mean, at this point, I don't know if I could hold a baby, right? Like I've, I've got no experience of holding a baby beyond eight weeks. And so I just had to trust that this was our time and that this was our baby and that I was okay and that I was safe. But you know, the, the mental chatter and the anxiety and the mindset work I had to do during those first few weeks was just so, so challenging. The other thing, and this is a real TMI thing to share with you, but I'm going to share it because I would have loved to have known this information is that from about six weeks, I was also bleeding every day. So it was like old blood brown, which I've since been told is actually more common than we know, but you don't want to Google that. And especially if you've had a miscarriage, you just go to the bathroom every day and think that you're miscarrying again. Like the mental game of that, the challenge with that, it, it was a lot and it was scary. I remember saying to uh, one of my sister-in-laws, like this was post-scan when we, when we told family, she was like, you know, there's obviously like a level of anxiety that, that kind of stays with you the whole pregnancy. And I was like, I'm so ready to just feel standard pregnancy anxiety and not this whole extra layer of anxiety that's just associated with the trauma that I've experienced. And I knew it was anxiety related to trauma because it was that incessant voice that was very loud and didn't feel like my own voice. And it was very furious and frantic and it was constant and it was a lot. Uh, so pre-scan, Che and I were were both, you know, pretty, pretty nervous. 
the scan itself was the worst day and the best day of my life. <laughs> like the morning before the scan, uh, we had the scan at 10 a.m. And the morning before the scan was so hard, so, so hard, so challenging. And then we went into the scan and Che and I were like shells of ourselves going into that appointment, clutching to one another. So fearful. I went into the room. I went to Western Pathology for Women, which is such an amazing place to go. Not where I went that first time. I wanted to go to kind of like the best of the best to know that I was going to have a good pathology experience based off our last, you know, traumatic incident. And I went in there and she sort of started small talk. And I was like, we just had a miscarriage last, last cycle. I'm really nervous to be here. Like just put it out there straight away. And she was like, right, let's like get this done immediately. So she basically put me on the bed and like guided me immediately so that she could put that ultrasound straight on my belly. She found our baby straight away. And the moment that she did and Che and I just saw the flicker of the heartbeat straight away was, oh, pure, pure relief. I said no tears for this episode, so I really need to uphold that. (laughs) But I may have happy tears in my eyes right now. Che was a mess. He... He just like started crying and, and I think for him, he hadn't allowed himself to really enjoy any part of the process until that point. And he said to me, it was twofold. And and in some ways I actually think it was harder for him because he was obviously very fearful about the baby and the pregnancy being viable, but he was also so afraid for what it would mean for me if it wasn't. And he said he just spent weeks living in fear of like, not wanting to have to witness me go through that again. So I actually think that was more of a relief for him because I think that those couple of weeks in some ways were were harder for him than they were for me. So we had our first scan and then we told our family over the next couple of days. And that was really special. I, you know, I didn't capture any of it on camera. I did when we first fell pregnant and I was just really afraid to capture it the second time. A part of me wishes I had those moments, but you have to make peace with a lot of things in IVF. One is that you kind of have to make peace with the fact that it feels like you don't get the element of surprise when you tell people like you might for like other people might, because a lot of people know you're on this journey, but I've made a lot of peace with that. And obviously our family were just so overjoyed. You know, we told them last month, which is October and Che and I are hosting Christmas for the first time this year with all our family here, our, our immediate families on both sides. And we had a conversation a few months back where we sort of made the decision that if we weren't pregnant coming into Christmas, we were going to have to really look at what we did there because we just didn't know whether we could do a family Christmas this year. We just didn't know whether we could physically show up for that if we weren't pregnant. So from, you know, post our miscarriage, I just kept picturing being pregnant at Christmas because my, my bestie is going to be here for Christmas. My two pregnant sister-in-laws, like it's a, it's a pregnancy fest. And I just pictured me being pregnant alongside them. And I just kept picturing that and kept picturing that. So for that to be my reality is just so, so magic. 
In terms of symptoms, I mean, I've had them all, you know, like I've, I've experienced like sore boobs from the start. They've grown like two cup sizes already. I do not like I'm full itty bitty committee. And so <laughs> that's been really exciting. I've been saying to Che, have you ever seen boobs this big? And then I'm like, don't answer that <laughs> because he definitely would have. We only got together 10 years ago. Let's just say he definitely would have. I, I love my body so much and watching it grow. I lost my waistline at like nine weeks. None of my clothes fit me. None of my pants fit me from nine weeks, which I know is super early. Having a conversation with my mom, she was the same. She was like, just totally lost my waistline. And now at 12 weeks, as I record this, I, I do have a little bump. It's little, obviously very little, probably feels massive and exciting for me, but to everyone else, it's tiny. But I have had, you know, family reflect back like, no, no, you're, you're definitely showing at this point. Uh, so that is really fun and exciting. And I'm just so excited for this little bump to grow. I've had crazy food aversions. I haven't, well, no, I lie to you. I ate meat for the first time two days ago, but I, I didn't eat meat for about six weeks. Che cooked a steak in our kitchen like four weeks ago, and I thought I was going to have to evacuate the house. It was just so intense. <laughs> the tiredness for me was the worst around weeks 10 and 11, and I've had quite a bit of nausea and morning sickness, which for me has actually manifested as sickness in the morning and the evening. I had one week where I was also getting it a lot in the afternoon. Thankfully, it was only like a one week period where I ended up having to reschedule a couple of calls. But outside of that, I've managed to mostly get through. The symptoms I found quite comforting, especially, you know, having gone through this journey, just knowing like, okay, I've got symptoms. That must mean that everything is, you know, ticking along and, and doing what it's meant to. For me personally, I am going to be birthing privately at a hospital here near our home. I knew the obstetrician that I really wanted to go with. Her name is Dr. Lisa Fowler. I was told that she was really, really hard to get in with. I managed to get in with her last time, obviously, before we miscarried. And I also managed to get in with her again this time. We had our first appointment with her about a week and a half ago. Uh, and we got to do another scan because she does a scan every single time she sees you. Uh, so we got to see our, no, I'm lying to you. It was at 10 weeks that we went in. And so we got to see our baby at 10 weeks and that scan was incredible. Our baby was measuring at 10 weeks and six days, which is slightly concerning both for my frame and <laughs> the idea of having a big baby, but it's only early. I'm sure that, you know, changes and million times. Yeah. Our Bubba was like actually such a little wriggle worm. The minute she put the ultrasound on, it had a full startle reflex and, and moved around and then waved at us. And Che and I were just mesmerized. And of course thought it was the most magical, incredible thing we'd ever seen in our lives. Uh, so that was really special to get to see, you know, that our Bub is, is developing in, in such a beautiful way. 
And then we also chose to do the NIPT test to find out obviously the testing for any chromosomal abnormalities and also to find out the gender. So we decided to do a little gender reveal with uh, just our immediate family. Now I mentioned in parts one and two that I've had a little girl circling me for years and years and years. And I felt so connected to her through this whole journey. Every spiritual healer I've seen is like, there is a little girl around you. The day that I took the test and I heard that intuitive voice, I I feel like that voice was my girl. I've just felt her in every single moment. I basically thought, look, I've always thought we're having a girl and, but I had obviously no preference in any way. I was so, so happy with, with, uh, you know, a little girl or a little boy. I just said to Che, like, if we have a boy, I'm just confused. I have questions, you know, like, is this girl still coming? Is she coming later? And so we organized the gender reveal. Che and I made the decision to get Niv, my business manager, as the person who would receive the text message to find out our gender. So Niv got that text message and found out our baby's gender before we knew so that she could organize. We were like, there's one person we trust with this job to organize and deliver the balloon and not tell anyone. And it's Niv. And it was just the best. And it's such a special thing that we get to share that she knows that she always knew the gender first. Uh, So Niv had that organized for us and we did a little gender reveal in our house. I will likely have shared that video on Instagram at the time of you seeing this. So jump on over to Instagram. If you want to see that video, you will see my face when I find out that our little girl is here and it was her all along. Oh, okay. I said there were no tears. I need to, I need to uphold that. (laughs) So that was really special. We've just lent so fully into every moment we had our family for that reveal wear pink and blue, you know, depending on whether they thought it was a boy or a girl. And we've just lent into all those, you know, fun, silly things that you do uh, to really relish this period. So we are pregnant with a baby girl and we are due in June next year. Okay. So that is summary of first trimester. And, and, you know, in terms of those symptoms and things I've experienced, what I will say as well, outside of obviously the, the anxiety that I experienced and almost like I would say the last six weeks has been a lot of processing of residual trauma. And, you know, for me, obviously, like I said, the tone of this episode is light. I feel so joyful. This is my favorite time of the year anyway. And to be here and, and, and be pregnant just feels so miraculous and amazing. And if you're listening to this and you're on the journey right now, oh, how deeply I see you because the last two years, all I wanted was to be pregnant at Christmas. And I just trust and pray that your baby is coming. And I hope that this series has supported you. I would have loved listening to a series like this when, when I was on that journey and just feel that hope and hear like the roller coaster of someone else going through it in, in a lot of detail. So yeah, the, the last six weeks, obviously there has been a lot of that, like processing that trauma, but I think in terms of, you know, symptoms and things like that, they've, they've just not really been a bother for me because I I never spoke about this, um, you know, just because there was only so much time to tell you everything about the journey, but the IVF hormones that I've been taking for years and some medication that I had to take as part of my protocol 
have actually made me really sick. So I'm quite used to being sick and feeling nauseous. So it was a welcome change for that to be because I was growing a baby and not because I was on a cocktail of, of drugs and hormones. So my gratitude levels throughout this process have just been off the charts and I imagine will continue to be. This is definitely not a space where <laughs> where anything except joyful stories of, of pregnancy and of birth and postpartum and early years of motherhood are being received. And I say that with full eyes wide open to knowing how challenging those first couple of years can be, uh, having, you know, had the privilege of coaching women very intimately throughout those years and supporting and being alongside them as they do that. But also I think the journey of extended conception makes your levels of gratitude like something else. And so right now it all just feels like a joy and a privilege and something I'm so excited about. So let's move and switch gears and talk a little bit about what this means for business for 2024. So I want to preface this by saying that Now, I think having been on this journey of extended conception kind of makes you go into maternity leave or look at the process of baby and business in a slightly different way. And what I mean by that is that I've just literally had three years to prepare for this. You know, the the time that we've been trying and then the time before we started trying when I was thinking about setting up the business for, you know, maternity leave. So in terms of the structure of my business, absolutely nothing is changing for me. The way that I've set up my business is exactly how I want it to look after I have a baby. So I will continue running Swift Inner Circle and Swift Mind Scaled as the main ways that I work with clients. I currently do a four-day work week that will continue. My hours might shift a little bit, but I plan on running my business the same way that I do now. And I will just be incredibly strict with the number of clients that I take on over the next two years. So if you want to work with me, getting in Q1 of next year is going to be the time. And I'll talk a bit more about that in a moment. I also know that, you know, for me, the the hardest years of my life mentally and emotionally have been the last couple of years. So I actually feel so on right now and so connected to business and really, really excited for what we have coming in 2024. And I'm going to tell you exactly what that is. So I will personally be working until mid-June. Then I'll be on maternity leave for three months and back mid-September. If anything changes with baby coming, you know, early or whatever else, like we just work with that and roll with that. I know people have really different schedules and different ways of doing things. And while I of course have no idea what life is like with a baby, because it's not been my lived experience yet, I have worked with so many women closely through the seasons of maternity leave. And I've basically filed away all of that information and notes and used it to support me to create my own plan. And this is the decision that feels amazing for me. So when I'm back from maternity leave, childcare after that time will be a combination of family support and also hiring a nanny who we plan to have as an honorary member of our family. And of course I work from home. So will have my baby very close by as I work, which is a desire for me. I'd really like to breastfeed if I'm able to. And I just feel so, so grateful to have a home and work that allows for me to work and parent and do both of those things and clients that 
uh, either in that season themselves or also really support that season. Lacey actually reflected back to me the other day that I said to her just before she went into maternity leave, I said to her, you know, Lace, your clients are going to support you through this season and whatever that looks like for you and, and love on you during this season and continue being alongside you because those are like the values of all of us in this industry. We're all women and we support women and we support women through these very big seasons for women, such as birth, postpartum. And like she said that a few times to me that that comment really stuck with her and really helped her through her season. And and I'm so sure Lace wouldn't mind me sharing that. And she reflected those words back to me the other day as I was starting to, you know, talk and plan about the details of, of what this all looks like and communicating it with clients who at the time of you hearing this are completely across this plan and, and know all of this. And she reflected back to me, you know, remember what you said to me, like your clients are really going to support you in this because they are women supporting women and supporting women through these seasons. And they're going to be right alongside you supporting you. And you already have so much evidence of that. And I was like, oh, that's just so, so true. So again, at the time of recording this, I haven't shared it with clients yet, but I'm really looking forward to doing that next week. And I can't wait to, uh, yeah, at the time of you hearing this, they, they will know all about it. One of my clients who is also a team member, we took her for dinner again at the time recording this last week and I shared the news with her at our team dinner and she was like, what if you don't want to go back to work post baby? And Che was like, he literally snorted and he was like, a world where Ellie isn't working is a world where she drives us all insane, which is, you know, a little bit mean, uh, but I have very, very little worries that that is going to be my reality. I wanted to let you know that spaces will be released for my SwiftMind Scaled Mastermind in 2024 very, very soon. If you want to be coached by me to scale to multi six and seven figures and access one of these super limited spaces of a mastermind that always sells out, here's what you need to know and go ahead and do. You need to be on the wait list elliswift.com forward slash waitlist. Jump on over and make sure you're on the waitlist to find out the information. If you know you're really interested, I'd also encourage you to make yourself known. You can do that by sliding into my DMs and sharing that you'd love to find out more about Swift Mind Scaled for 2024. So the waitlist again is elliswift.com forward slash waitlist and then slide on into my DMs after and make yourself known. Let's now dive back into the episode. So with that, let's talk about what this means for programs and working with me in 2024. I will be inviting people into SwiftMind Scaled, the mastermind for those of you scaling to multi-six and seven figures from early next year. That said, if you know that you want in, you want to be coached by me, you want to scale your business next year, you want to learn from, you know, someone who's been in the game for a long time, has done multiple 
seven-figure years at, uh, cashiers at this point who knows the process to support you as a coach, creative, and consultant does so very holistically, slide into my DMs now so that I'm made aware of who you are and we can begin that conversation now so that you can also feel really prepared for 2024 and start considering what your support squad looks like. Slide on into my DMs over at LEH Swift and we can have that conversation. I am so, so excited for the structure that I'm creating for 2024 for Swift Mind Scaled. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what that will look like right now. So the main change is that the container will be nine months instead of six. And during the time that I'm on maternity leave for that three month period, you will pay half the usual monthly rate. Now, honestly, the value that's included is insane and worth the full rate. But as I was processing this and and looking at and considering what it looked like, it just doesn't feel good for me as your lead coach to charge in full during a time that I'm going to be on maternity leave. I'm doing something that I've never done before and will never do again in this container. So being in this container next year will be a one-off opportunity. And that is that while I'm away, I am going to be bringing in some of my absolute favorite coaches from the online space, my personal friends and mentors, people I deeply trust to come in and coach you. You will get the benefit of learning and being coached by some of the best in the online space over three months while still being supported in full with your monthly one-to-one sessions with Nivek, my co-coach, and in the ongoing Slack channel. So your business runs the same. You continue getting support. You pay less during that time and you get this additional value of learning from other amazing business coaches. And I can name drop two of those names in that you're going to learn and be coached by my coach, Lacey Sites, and one of my dearest best friends, past coach and past co-collaborator, Rachel McDonald, who are two of the best business coaches there are. So I'm really excited about this. Obviously, with having time to think about this, I have gone ahead and created the best offer that I possibly could for you. And I'm so excited for the women that are going to be in this space and what it looks like. So again, if you know that you want to work with me this year, slide on into my DMs now and make yourself known so that we can kick off that conversation. I already have clients who have shared that they will be continuing on. So as always, spaces are going to be limited for 2024. And I would love to support you if you're scaling to multi six or seven figures. In terms of other focuses for the next, or for the first half of next year, I've got a couple. So we are going to be rebranding the podcast. This is the last podcast episode before we go into Christmas break. And we will be back mid January with a new name, a new brand, and a whole new up level message that I have been plugging away at behind the scenes for the last six months. There is a lot that's been in incubation that I can't wait to share with you. The Shine Online brand is it is just out of date at this point in terms of its relevance to this business. So I'm really excited to share a, a podcast brand that is much more aligned with the brand as it stands and the brand moving forward. 
I will now also be launching the mastermind model again in April, a couple of months prior to maternity leave. For anyone that's listening where I had a conversation and I said with you, I don't know if I'll be launching it in 2024. I did not know at that time. As you can tell, a lot has been in flux over the last month, but I now know that we will be launching that again in April next year. So if you want to get in on this program, we will also have the wait list for that in the show notes too, that you can sign up for to be the first to find out about that. It's going to be a whole new upgraded launch, which more on that soon. That's all I can say at this point, but it's going to be something I've never done before and something really incredible. Now, in terms of delivery, the team and I are going to be focused on upgrading our curriculum. I am so excited to do this. So as a coaching client of mine, you will get an updated curriculum. I will be simplifying our curriculum and I will also be adding in and compiling a whole hub of the systems that we use to run the business that I know are going to blow your mind. In other words, it's a really great time to be a client in 2024 and I just can't wait to share all of this with you. So if you want to be coached by me next year, the best thing you can do in this moment, if you know that you want support, like I mentioned, slide on into my DMs. You also want to make sure that you're on the wait list. So elliswift.com forward slash wait list, jump on over onto that wait list so that you can be the first to find out all the information about that so that you can apply to be part of the mastermind for next year. Thank you so much for being here with me for this series, for listening in, for, you know, I just want to thank you for for sharing the highs and lows of this with me. I know that there'll be so many of you listening that have been longtime podcast listeners, those of you listening who are current clients, past clients, my relationships with all of you mean the world to me, whatever the depth of the relationship and the fact that you are right there alongside listening with, I know, I don't doubt love and, you know, reverence for this journey and, and support and joy just truly, truly, truly means the world to me. So I thank you for being here. I've been so excited to share this with you. So excited. And I'm so excited to bring you in to my entire journey and not feel like I have to filter anything in 2024. I love you. Have the most incredible holiday season. I really hope you get to take an amazing break and spend time with people that you love and your family. And I can't wait to be back here supporting you in 2024.